Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Say your name now. <laughs> Hi, I'm Joe. And I'm Lauren. And we are the, the Neuro Nerds. Yes, that was on time. I feel pretty good. On, I feel pretty good about that. Oh shit! Joe played a lot of that game. Wow! I played a lot of that game like throughout life. I played Mario Party. That was Mario Kart and Mario Party. Mario Kart. Mario Kart was like it. By the way, I have a mini SNES. You do? Yes, I do. Oh wow! It's so mini. You didn't even know I had it. No, it's non-existent. I am maybe the greatest Mario Kart player ever. I'm oh. just saying that. I'm just throwing that oh. out there. Did okay. you know that PlayStation had their own version of Mario Kart? What was it called? Um, Crash ba- Crash <gasps> Team Racing. Oh, no. I thought you were going to say Crash Bandicoot. I was like, shit, it I is. played that in elementary school. And, oh, who has Crash Bandicoot as well on the PS4? Which this one? guy right here, the original. Are you lying? Which, no, I'm not. So what's really, really uncomfortable about that game, playing it like as, as an up, adult. It pisses you off even more. Post-stroke? Yeah. Oh, my God. I wanted to jump out of a window. It was so crazy. <laughs> we just took a selfie, and it's ridiculous. Um, okay, should we actually start? <laughs> yeah, yeah, let, let, let's hit it. So um, we're going to focus uh, today, I guess, on asking for help. Yeah. How many of us struggle with the idea of asking our friends, our families, our loved ones, people we pay to listen to us, like therapists or <laughs> teachers or counselors, for actual help? Because what does that require but for us to be vulnerable? And what is the scariest, one of the scariest things on the planet is to be vulnerable in front of people, right? That's the worst. <laughs> it's like, no, no, I'd rather just fake it. No. Yeah, for me, I think um, not asking for help led into my stroke. <laughs> Definitely raised my blood pressure. So um, anytime I had an issue, a problem, 
anytime I was like physically in pain, mentally in pain, whatever it was, I just kind of shoved it down, which is really, really a horrible thing to do. I now, I now go to therapy, which helps me process all this stuff out, which is amazing. I feel lighter, not just like physically, but like mentally, I feel like mentally lighter. Like I'm floating on air. Um, I feel like I I can think I don't have like all of this stuff just getting in my way. It's, it's awesome. I suggest therapy to everybody, even if you're mentally healthy, why not? You know, why not just get like anything and everything you have out there? Just keep yourself mentally um, healthy. Try to be mentally healthier. Yes, it's very important to for your own mental health to seek help. However, if you have a brain injury, it's almost like your own insides, your own brains are now turning against you sometimes. You know, it's suddenly like you've been infiltrated by the enemy from from within that's talking to you and telling you things or messing with your override codes and telling you like, no, you don't need help. You don't need help. You're good. Oh, you're man. good. We have don't like, reach out to someone. They might judge you. They might like, say you're crazy. We have, we have Loki inside of our heads at no, the end of- No, because I like Loki. Was it the Avengers? The end of the Avengers? No, not the Avengers. I forget which movie, but the end he had like, he was inside Eric Selvig's head. Well, that was in, oh, that's the very end of Thor, but there he was, but- he technically, oh yeah, he was because he turns and says, "Well, something like that's a uh, some... spicy meatball." Is that what he said? Is that that's a spicy meatball? <sighs> no, 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 that's a different catchphrase from another supervillain. But yeah, yeah, it's 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 weird. Asking for help is very very strange. It's very very foreign to me. Um, the way that I was raised and like where I came from, you just kind of didn't help it, and you just kind of dealt with it. You know, like growing up, if like if if we needed something, it's just like, all right, well, if we can't have it, we just deal without it. You know? Yeah. I mean, I think my household was a little bit better. Um, <laughs> we we talked a little more. I'm sure every household <laughs> is better at talking more than mine. But I think what's also important is, yeah, and especially, you know, for a lot of our parents' generation, um, including yours, even though you and I are different generations, um, there was a huge negative stigma attached to um, seeing a therapist, a counselor. Absolutely. Um, you know, it was something in the past. If anyone found out, not only was it shameful, it could affect your whole life. You could lose your job right. over it because it really did mean that some like you were crazy. And, you know, people were sent off um, to medical asylums and institutes, um, sometimes not of their own free will. And so it's understandable that many of our parents and grandparents are very much against still the mental health um, stigma or against getting mental health help and or talking about it because sometimes it's like, yeah, fine, you can go to therapy, get better. But like, don't tell people that you might have had depression. Don't tell people you might have had anxiety or you're schizophrenic or bipolar um, you want know what's really funny about yeah. that? If you just say that out loud, you sound crazy for not going to get help. Correct, a hundred percent. Like it's if, so it, weird. Yeah. A lot of mental health issues. If you like, if you're listening and you've never had depression or anxiety or one of the laundry lists of um, mental health issues, oftentimes it's a little hard to connect. I was listening to um, a video and they were talking about how most people tend to associate depression with just being sad. And so they're like, well, why can't you just be happy? Just choose to be happy. Yes, happiness is a choice. However, there's also a chemical imbalance that's going on in your head. So there's actually something physical and biological happening at the exact same time that's also affecting your moods. And depression is a completely different thing than just having a blue day. Right. You know, or being down. And depression is something that can last, you know, a short period of time. It can be a, an acute episode where you have it once and move on. 
um, which luckily that's what I had um, right after college, or it's something that's lifelong and then just kind of hangs out and you learn to either deal with it or, um, you know, to grow from it despite having it. So I always associate it like Pandora's box or like a door where once you, if you've never had it or never do have it, that door is closed, that box is closed, you never know what it's like. But once you've had it once and it's an actual depressive episode, the door's unlocked and it can always open again, you know? And so it's just within your um, doings, whatever you're doing to keep yourself mentally healthy and self-care that prevents you from either opening the door again or opening it so far open that you kind of tumble down. Right, right. Yeah, I I don't, and I guess what I did is I just barricaded mine and just pretended it wasn't there. You put like two by fours. (laughs) I I did. It was like, it was like um, a Wiley Coyote, you know, (laughs) as a roadrunner. It's product. Um, Yeah, I, through, I guess most of my life I've suffered from like depression and anxiety. Nobody would really know because I was very, like, I I never wanted to be that guy. Mm. Like, that's why I've never been like sloppy drunk at a party, like fall down drunk. God bless, because you're sloppy drunk when you're not drunk. I'm sloppy sober. Yeah, you're sloppy Um, sober. So like, I never wanted to be like that guy. But the same thing with like issues. So like, if I was feeling a little bit crazy, I say crazy, not like in a like bad way. I just say it to describe kind of like how it feels. I know I'm not crazy. I just feel like a little bit crazy. A little chaotic, right? Yeah, it, it's, it's yes, definitely chaos. So like when I had that like feeling, I didn't want other people to like see that or think of me in a different way. So I just pretended that everything was fine. Which, repress it, repress it, re- repress yeah, it. Repress, repress, repress. Oh, I had amazing work. I'm, I'm, I grew up Catholic. Yeah. I, I mean, this is like a couple of years at Catholic school being taught by a nun, yes. an actual nun. With oh a, did she have a ruler and everything? She didn't. It was like right after that. I was like the generation after they stopped like randomly beating children. That was my mother's generation growing up. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like right after that, which is awesome because I don't think I would have lasted. Um, but yeah, actually, like being able to like process some stuff out, it's amazing. It's actually really, really cool. And um, I don't know. It, it was, it was difficult. Like even like my first couple sessions that I could remember, because remember I was like super strokey. Um, and depression <laughs> is different. Actually, post stroke, there's post stroke depression. Yes. I didn't, I, everybody was telling me all of these things about, um, things, this happens after you have a stroke, this happens after you have a brain injury, this happens after a traumatic event. And I was like, all right, cool. All of that is true. Like organization is like a really big deal to me. Um, uh, overstimulation, like it's just, sometimes it's just too much multitasking. Just don't do it. Like it's not great for your brain. It's not great for my brain. Um, yeah and and depression they're like there will be like a post-stroke depression you'll like have like these blue sad feelings and i'm like all right cool no they are severe and they were really really intense and it was really really hard to get past because i don't think anybody could really empathize or understand what i was going through my girlfriend i mean she's been incredible but she can only understand so much you know unless you've actually gone through something like this you don't really know you know, that's why it's it's awesome. You know, and, and when I met uh, Lauren, it's actually talk about this. And, and I, I don't know, it's misery loves company. It was, <laughs> it's it was basically, miserable. Before we actually started NeuroNerds, when we would meet up, we literally would have two hours of like commiseration. <laughs> and then that's how we discovered we're like, wait a second. If we can connect this way, let us take it's like pinking the brain. What are we going to do tonight? Try, try to take, take over, over the, the world. world. So, you know, <laughs> great show. If you've never seen it, if you're too young to know what Pinky and the Brain is, go to YouTube. I'm sure it's on YouTube. But has to be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's completely true. It Sometimes it helps um, to find people with like um, situations, like life events. And yeah, you know, if you can relate on one end and not on the other, but you can at least empathize. Right. A lot 
um, and sympathize, that which is really nice. Yeah, so sympathy is cool, and I got sympathy from a lot of people. But then I started thinking about, it, I was like, I think these people are feeling bad for me. Yeah, there's like, a pity aspect. To I, it. I, I don't. I never really wanted to feel pitied, unless I was feeling like eh, I kind of feel like being pitied today. Yeah, I mean that happened every once. I in mean, a while. every once in a while, we all deserve to have our own little pity party. <laughs> I mean, throw your own, have fun, but like move on, don't wallow. Right. right exactly. Yeah. I guess prior, I, I, I would just wallow. But uh, yeah, I never wanted anybody to feel bad for me. So in, in talking to Lauren, I was like, oh. You're you're not pitying me. You're not just feeling bad for me. You understand exactly what it feels like when somebody says this or you're in this position and you feel like this. I mean, it was awesome. And, um, you know, I, I've reached out to and I've had several people reach out to me um, about, you know, just doing the neuro nerds and my blog and people understand, you know, that it's it's it was really, really it, it felt good. That to know that we're actually like reaching out and and um, helping people because it was such a struggle the first few months of the hospital for me because I just felt so alone. So everybody out there, you're not alone. <laughs> At least I, I I hope not. You know the neuro nerds are here to help. We're here for you. <laughs> no, and it's part of uh, creating your support team. So a support team can be one person. It could be you know your mom. It could be your uh, best friend. It could be your pet pig. Like. You know, spider pig, spider pig, spider pig does whatever a spider pig does. So again, you can build, you know, you could have one person, you could have an army, you could have 20 people. You could, if you're on, you know, if you have a YouTube channel, maybe it's your fans, but you want to build and surround yourself with people that are helping you because that way you, even though you, cause you're going to feel alone no matter what, when you are recovering from a brain injury, cause you think you're the only one suffering this through this and that no one else has these um, exact symptoms or you're not going through the exact situation and of course the details are going to differ between people but the healing process tends to function in a kind of timeline-esque way and you're not the only person and there's a comfort in knowing that you're not crazy and you're not alone and that other people are going through or have gone through or will go through right the same thing right I, i mean um I was exhausted last week. I was so tired. Um, and I'm not tired of of uh, anything, uh, like, just mentally drained. Like, mm, physically, mm-hmm. I got to tell you, I'm kind of killing it. Um, I'm <laughs> uh, uh, pre-stroke, I was uh, 233 pounds, I think. I'm six foot two. So I was, um, I don't know, I, I held it well, I guess. I All just, right. I, I, oh, you, car- you carry it well. Apparently, I didn't carry it well. Um, I didn't know you pre-stroke. So, oh, that's true. That's mm-hmm. true. Um, I, no, I, I was I was heavy because I was depressed and, and you know, I just kind of like let myself go. And I ate like crap. Mostly, I, I guess, in processing through therapy, I realized I was just searching, since I've been like survival mode for like the majority of my life, um, I've just been searching for like some kind of comfort and some kind of like happiness, whether it be like two minutes, five minutes. So, like, when you eat, it's like, oh, this makes me happy. Yeah, it releases dopamine. It does. So, like, for, like, the majority of the day, everything sucks. People suck. Situations suck. Everything is terrible. And that's how I felt. So, anytime I would just, like, well, do I want to eat something healthy? Nope. I'm going to grab this new Taco Bell item because it's disgusting and I hate myself, but it's going to make me feel good for, like, these three minutes. So, like, I, I did that a lot, which was terrible. And I left, I led, like, a stagnant lifestyle. I didn't really work out too much. Yeah, no, it, it's horrible. Lauren's doing the, the vomit face, which is very true. Like, <laughs> post-stroke, it's, like, so bad for you. But at the time, I it just made me feel good for, like, the, those few short minutes, which sucks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um. So, like, now um, I'm 201 pounds. I got all the way down. By the way, when I was in the hospital after my stroke, I got down to, like, I think 184. Oh, wow. Yeah, because I was... um. 
in bed. Yeah, like, you're wasting away. I was bedridden. I had like no muscle, anything. I, I was deteriorating. Yeah. And I knew it was a problem. So I'll tell Oh, my God. ridiculous story when I know when I knew I had to like get new clothes. So my girlfriend kept on telling me, you, you need new pants. Your, your your clothes are way too big. You're swimming in them. You need new clothes. I was like, no, I don't. I really like these. They're, um, they're comfortable. They're cool. So we were at Target and I had to uh, use the restroom and I went to pee and I undid my belts and I'm right there in front of the urinal. And there was maybe like three, four other people there. And my pants dropped around my ankles because they were so big. <laughs> So there I am in front of the urinal with my pants around my ankles, <laughs> urinating like a toddler. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know why I'm sharing that story. I'm like, I'm going to put you in a diaper. Like, what's going on? I just thought it was really, hey, by the way, when I first got out of the hospital, yeah. I was like, if I have to be in a diaper, this is going to suck. I don't know if I want to move forward with life. <laughs> it was like really, no, it was like really bad. Like, well, I don't yeah. have a ton of memory yeah. from the hospital. I just knew every time I had to go to the bathroom, it was an emergency. Okay, yeah, but I mean, so <laughs> not I mean, to get too deep. No, but the, I mean, there's going to be some people who've had strokes that have to live their life in diapers. Yeah, no, that that's that's true, and I'm very very thankful, and I feel like super blessed that I've made it this far, and you know, I'm taking it very serious. That's why I eat like a rabbit. That's yes. why I work out as often as I can. That's why I meditate every single day to keep my mental um, health right. Because I, I and I almost feel a responsibility to, you know, uh, fellow survivors out there because I am doing so good. Yes. Every once in a while, like uh, I'll read a story or I'll have a conversation with somebody. And, you know, there's a couple of people who have no feeling on their left side because the stroke took that feeling away from them. Mm -hmm. They're so positive and they're like moving forward and they're doing all these things. And I'm like, why am I complaining? Why am I tired? Mm -hmm. You know, so like, I, I'm doing so well. And then I have that um, uh, survivor's guilt. You know, why me? Why me? Why am I doing so well? This dude is awesome and he's struggling to put on his sweater. Like, why me? What did I do? You know, you know, it's 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 weird. But the fact is, I I, I made it back 100 percent. I'm here for a reason. Mm -hmm. And, you know, w w I hope that I can, like, share my journey and kind of give people out there hope, because be honest, hope, that's all we really need. I talk about hope a lot, but like I was gonna say, this, is, this sounds like every episode. Yeah, I love it, it. It's it's true. We just need a, a little bit of hope. And I did. Um, I got a lot of help along the way, too. You know, um, from my girlfriend, who has been amazing, from family and friends, um, from my my therapist, my physical therapist, who was amazing. He got me back walking my occupational therapist who has worked out the um, uh, tremors in my right hand, which, by the way, led into tennis elbow that I have now. Which I, yep. I it's it I have no sympathy for him right now. You should because he's whining about having to ice it. So this entire time I've had my elbow in ice, and if anybody knows me, and if you don't, I'll share this. I hate ice. He's being a whiny baby. I'm like, welcome to the world of tendonitis. It's so cold. Oh my god, I have tendonitis in so many places in my body that I literally am a walking ice pack sometimes after dance. Well, that sucks for you. Yes, it does. Well, I don't dance. Yes, and we're very thankful. <laughs> I'm, I'm Puerto Rican. I got rhythm. Ugh. I can groove. Ugh. I can shake these hips. As Shakira, your these hips, hips don't lie. I was going to say, your hips do lie. <laughs> but So on that idea of support, we wanted to bring it all in so we could talk about the nerdy aspects of this. So when we say support team or sidekicks. Oh, sidekicks. Right? Like so, And not every sidekick is a support team. And not every support team is a sidekick. But it's like, okay, let's take our some of our favorite um, leading superheroes or fandom characters. And unfortunately, now that I think about them, they're all men. Um, why, why unfortunately? Don't be sexist. 
Well, I'm like, where's Black Widow's support team? Excuse me. Well, she doesn't need one. That, She's a one woman uh, game. Come point, on. Good point. Good point. Right? Okay, but like, okay, let's see. When we think of Batman and Tony Stark, right? Here we got the two brilliant billionaires, DC and Marvel. So who is Batman's straight up support team? Alfred, right? You got to throw Robin in there too. Well, because no, bi- no billionaire crime fighter is complete without like a 12-year-old boy mobbing around with him. What, and that's Spider-Man now for Tony Stark? <laughs> that's true. Oh, my God. That's really funny. Right? So <laughs> so Batman has Alfred. What does Alfred do? Alfred is his like support team. Not only is he his butler, but he's also, I feel like sometimes uh, Alfred is his conscience. He, you know? he really is. Yeah. He really He doesn't let him um, push too far. No. He's like, no, you need to rest. So rest. Right. And I feel like, luckily, in every incarnation that we've had recently of Batman, whether it's the Nolan verse, well, Nolan verse definitely, and Lego Batman. Uh, because I still haven't seen Lego Batman. Lego Batman's awesome. Um, but I, I really have not seen Dawn of Justice. So I don't know what, um, who was it? Jeremy Irons, who was playing um, was Alfred. Right. I didn't know if he's any good, but at least we had in the Nolan verse, um, we had uh, Michael Caine. Yeah, Michael Caine Ma- was great. Ma- Michael Caine um, as the titular. Um, Alfred, amazing. Um, but he was a great um, source of not only wisdom and comfort for Bruce um, and a you know pseudo father figure, right. but he was also his conscience. Uh, right. When he's talking about the Joker, he's coming in and talking about how he can't beat someone like the Joker the way he is. You know, he wants to watch the world burn. There's right. no rhyme or reason. Same thing when um, Rachel Dawes, right? All that shenanigans. Um, that are going on where he's like, well, <laughs> I did something to protect you. You know, Ra- Rachel didn't want you. You know, what does that do? And then on the other side, we have Tony Stark, right? And who is his quote unquote butler? Jarvis. Yeah. Right. He, uh, uh, a- AI. And his self, you know, his created AI. Jarvis is named after the butler he had as a child. By the way, he created Jarvis, right? Yes. How arrogant is Tony Stark? Like his mentor is himself. If no, you really well, think yes, about it. Yes, true, true. He, well, it's almost like Ultron. It's like, yeah, right? True. He created his own doom as well. But so Actually, <laughs> Ant-Man created Ultron. They see us the nerdy. The, the, yes, the that nerdy is true. Me. I'm still going from MCU at the moment. Okay, cool. Okay, MCU. We're not talking about. <laughs> but yes, it's very true. But Jarvis is to Tony Stark what Alfred is to Batman. Right? Cool. So, so what, since you're, you're, you're Bat Widow, would yes. I be like um, Stroke Pool Alfred? Oh, no. No, no, you'd be like 1966. <laughs> oh my god, how <laughs> Robin, old do you think I Robin. am? Robin, oh my god, <laughs> you'd be Adam West Robin to uh, me. Are, are you saying that because I'm in tights right now? Yeah, definitely. I but like, I, I'm kind of not digging the bright green on you, it's that, not that, quite your color. That I rock spandex and a cape, <laughs> yes, because I rock no that? pants. You, you never wear pants. <laughs> Oh my God! If anybody follows Lauren, Lauren is is an incredible um, dance teacher, and every video she posts, she has no pants on. I'm like, woman, put on some pants. No, <laughs> no, don't tell me what to do. Um, how many other people have um, mentors? I guess yes, you know? or, or Yodas. You know, here we go. We got a Yoda. You, we have. Okay, so let's talk. If we're talking mentors, Harry Potter, right? We all love Harry Potter. Dumbledore. Dumbledore. Yeah, yeah Sirius Black. Oh, so right? I love Sirius. Sirius Black. Black was his pseudo father. His pseudo. Wow, I'm having trouble speaking English, guys. I've been speaking Spanish, so when, <laughs> when I speak a lot of Spanish or another language, I have a problem speaking English. So not only do I have the the word issue from my brain injury, and then I have to switch languages, I struggle so much. See it, right there, I can't even. It, it, it's more of a problem for me because she speaks many languages. 
I barely speak English. Yeah. I'm still working on that. You know what? I'll, I'm going to master English. Yes. Once I do that, then I'm going to dive into another language. There you go. Now, I'm a horrible Puerto Rican. I, I have to learn <laughs> Spanish. I really do. I, I get, you speak Spanglish. I, I barely speak Spanglish. Yes. I, I can sing the um, uh, Rico Suave song. So does that count? Sure. All right. See? Okay. I'm killing it. Good. Rico <laughs> Suave. I used to know every word of that song. God, I don't. Anyways. But yeah, so we have, so if you go to any fandom, especially if there's the archetypal chosen one, um, you know, again, going even to mythology, if we're going to King Arthur, mm-hmm. who is his mentor? Merlin, right? Um, and so this, if you look at yourself as like the hero of your own journey, Right. Which I think we all are. Yes. Or we should be. We should be. We should find a way to be a hero of our own journey, no matter what uh, role we might think we play, whether we're maybe we don't see ourselves as like the hero with the sword that's going to go slay the monster. And we're the mage in the background. Right. But you're still the hero of your own story. Right. By the way, don't be a mage. Be, be the hero. Excuse you, me. You guys are amazing. There are some cool mages. Not that I ever play being a mage, but there's some cool mages. By the way, the fact that we're just even having this conversation is so nerdy. Shut up. Oh, my gosh. No. Okay. So when I make my parties, when I play Dungeons and Dragons, Stop. I'm a half-elf ranger. Okay? And I lead my party as a ranger. Oh, man. When I play Dungeons and Dragons, I'm a power ranger. <laughs> I thought you were going to say when I play Dungeons and Dragons, I don't. <laughs> I, I, I've never played Dungeons and Dragons. Shame. I I do have. We need to do an episode where we're just playing, dun- like you hearing us play Dungeons and Dragons. Oh my God. And I'll be guys, the dungeon master. If you guys have insomnia, listen to that episode. It will put you to sleep. <laughs> Even talking about it right now, I'm dozing well, off. You know, we could change the background and define what a dungeon is. Oh wow! Yeah, that just, it just got. Yeah, that's not gonna put you. It safe. just got Fifty Shades of Grey hey. up in here. No, it didn't. No, it's it much didn't. sexier than Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> <laughs> okay, going back to being the hero of your own story, mm-hmm. right? You know, it could be an S and M story, but it's the hero <laughs> of your own story. Um, you got to find your mentor. You got to find your Yoda, and it could be someone older or younger. Um, it could be a group of people. It can be, uh, for all I care, it could be a book. I mean, right? It p- could be the Bible. Could Look, be help is help. Something just the Quran. Seek it. Yeah, you just got to find what kind of vibes with you, and it doesn't always have to be religion. You know, maybe it is um, spirituality. Maybe mm-hmm. you go meditate. You do yoga. Um, something oh. like that. Something that's good for you. Uh, I know. I know. You don't like yoga. It's okay. Uh, I don't bend that way. Well, neither do I. So don't worry. I, I've I've seen you. Yes, you do. I don't bend as well as I would <laughs> like. Um, but yeah. So thinking about um, fandom mentors, who is your favorite mentor in the nerdy world? Favorite mentor? Oh man. Oh man! Yeah, I know. I'm stumping you here. So well, because you you have Yoda, you have Obi Wan, mm-hmm. you have even um, the Justice League that are mentors to Young Justice. Correct. Which I, by the way, I really love Young Justice. If you guys haven't seen the cartoon, please watch it. It's amazing. Um, you, you go Harry Potter, Dumbledore. Dumbledore's amazing. I love Dumbledore. I like the uh, my, not the Michael Gambon version. No, <laughs> the no, no, Richard, no, no, yeah, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. The the the, the, the o- OG Dumbledore. And if you, you look at like adult Harry Potter, which is like Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. And you look at Gandalf. Uh, Gandalf, who's fucking awesome. How awesome is Gandalf? Right. And what I love is like when a mentee becomes a mentor, mm-hmm. right? Right, right, right. Yeah, you take over the mantle. Yeah, um, which is also a great thing to happen. You could argue like Aragorn, right? Mm-hmm. So it... he's, he's too quiet. Like, I think a mentor actually has to like, you, you know, it's like Do you the see difference... this face? I adore <laughs> Viggo Mortensen. And how dare you? Vigil Morgenstein. <gasps> I love him too. He's an amazing actor. I, I love agree. him. 
I'm, it's, why do you look like you're going to kill me? I'm agreeing with you. Mm-hmm. I'm agreeing with mm-hmm. you wholeheartedly. By the way, there was a rumor back in the day he was going to be Doctor Strange. <gasps> I know, that right? That would have been amazing. I know, right? <gasps> I'm about to lose my mind. Okay, I love Viggo Mortensen um, as Aragorn, and then the other one was in Eastern Promises because he was fucking badass. Oh my god, that, that was fight. really that was when he shot the dude in the in the was it the foot when they, they were in the, the 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 scene. He had the coffee and he shot the guy. I think he shot him in the foot. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm talking about the bathhouse scene, dude. Oh the god. naked fight. Oh, it was of, awesome. Of course, that was you one are. of the most realistic fights. Like, okay, so we see. Yeah, because anytime yeah. I see a fight, dudes are naked. You know what I mean? No, but what so I like realistic. is whoever was the stunt coordinator or the advisor on that did an amazing job of portraying an actual um, realistic fight as much as you can, especially if like you're sweaty and you're bleeding and you're naked, like you're slippery and you got to fight ugly to this get out is- of it. The reason I appreciate that is because I'm actually, it sounds like I'm becoming a, um, what is it called? Not a stunt coordinator, but I'm being brought onto a project to be a consultant for uh, you're a fighting. So Please don't hit me. I'm, I'm, wow, you make me sound like an abusive like co-host. Every time she she moves, I flinch. Wow, what does that say about your life? <laughs> Anyways, but yes, so you got to find your mentor. So again, so you're talking Yoda. Oh, absolutely, because yeah. I'm a Star Wars guy. Like mm-hmm. I literally, again, I've been a fan since birth. So I think Yoda's like the ultimate um, mentor. But I think Obi Wan might have been a better mentor than Yoda. Mentor for who? For for Luke. For Luke. Yeah, okay, why? Absolutely. I, mean, he... I, I don't like the issue I have with Obi-Wan. And it, again, could be just because the writing, but like, Obi-Wan, why do you have to keep everything so like, um, what's what's the word? Um, the word I want to say is naive, but that's not the right word. Um, like ambiguous. Mm-hmm. Oh, right, 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 right. Like seriously, you could have just been like, oh. Um, also, if you're changing your name, why change yeah. it from Obi-Wan to Ben Kenobi? Kenobi. It's a little weird, but. And right. and wearing Jedi robes, Jedi robe. you're trying to hide <laughs> from the Empire, and you're just walking around in your Jedi robes. I don't. I think he also wins the award for like worst uh, disguise ever. Uh, right ever. up there, right up there with the Captain America team cap, ball cap, and sunglasses thing. Like right there. No, no, I'm gonna go with Superman's glasses. <gasps> just gonna just gonna throw it out there. Okay, good point. It's like, oh my god, that's it. Oh wait, wait no, no, this guy has glasses yeah. and he's in a suit. Yeah, clearly it's not Superman. Clearly, yes, that's. So, okay, so why would you, so Yoda, the issue I always had with Yoda is mm-hmm. he's this all-knowing being, right? right? All-knowing, um, and I'm ignoring the prequels, as as you should. As you should. As you should, but I do I do like that Yoda in those movies is a little bit more badass. He is. Right? Even though his fights are computer-generated <laughs> against Dooku. Um, but, you know, Yoda's this wealth of knowledge as well. But I'm like, can any of these guys just help Luke out? Like, really? Like, y'all got to be with this ambiguous bullshit? They, like, they do. But if you think of it like this, it's like, well, here's the answer. True. Or True. this is these are the steps you take to get to the answer. You know, but Luke Instead wouldn't of, have kissed Leia if he knew it was his sister. Yeah, if they that, like kind of let him know. I'm still a little disturbed. Yeah. Right. About that. You know, I wonder. Disturbed on how turned on I am. <sighs> <laughs> I always wonder if, like, they changed the story. I think in so. Between. I really, but he says yeah. no, but I absolutely think he did. Because I think there was supposed to be, like, a love triangle between right. Han, Luke, and Leia. Yeah. And then, and then they the, changed and then it, it. Then in the end, Han and Luke get together. Boom. <laughs> fan fiction. Right? Actually, there's quite a lot of that fan fiction. I'm sure. Did you write any of nope, it? Nope. I don't read uh, Star Wars fan fiction. But... You know, have you written any? No, not Star Wars. Are you sure? Yes, 100%. Nerd? Is it... I am a nerd, but not for that fandom. <laughs> uh, okay, so. All right, what else And for any of them? Like, Man. how do they help Luke? I, I mean, they help Luke become the best version of himself. Like, he has all of this potential, because everybody has potential. 
all this potential in him and they help him um unlock it unlock all of it you know like it's like oh cool i can move rocks oh now move this ship out of the water oh, it's too big man it's too big and he was like ah, you've already failed doesn't matter what size you defeated yourself yeah like you, you, come on get, get it going and then this little dude who could barely like walk with a little cane is lifting this giant ship out of the water like nothing mm-hmm. you know i mean i'm sure he could have i don't know it's it's helping luke get to the end by himself you okay. know like it, yeah like not just well i'm gonna carry her over the finish line right i'm gonna show you how to get to the finish line right you know like like you're hungry oh here's a fish no no no. i'm gonna teach you how to fish so you can catch your own fish and eat agreed i think so so i think that's also you know what we need to look for in our own support teams is finding people that can support us and encourage our growth through self-discovery and um, not maybe spoon feeding us lines that we don't internalize and really believe, but right. helping lead us down that that journey path or whatever where like, OK, if you're playing a video game and you're like, oh. There's a glowy rod over there. That's going to be a challenge right there. Like as you're walking down, you're like, oh, NPC challenge right there. So, (laughs) you know, you're going down your path and you're just looking for those people that are about to give you that new journey, that new spot on your map that you have to go travel and defeat the monster there. This analogy made me so happy. I'm glad. I love video games. I know. Like I I just do. I started playing um, uh, Assassin's Creed again. I'm like, oh, so much fun. And I can't wait for Far Cry 5 that's coming out. Like, oh, my gosh, don't talk to me after the 27th. I'm going to be playing Far Cry 5. <laughs> It'll be me by myself for a while. <laughs> You're just going to hear thumbs and, and buttons clicking in the background. It, we'll be having blow by blow. Lauren, look what I did. <laughs> did you see that? No. Um, what about you? What's your uh, favorite mentor relationship? <sighs> I'm trying to think. of. Oh, the... is it Lauren's mentor, Joe? <laughs> is it joe's mentor lauren <laughs> yay no Boom. Um, oh my god <laughs> yes i is so you know trying to go back and think really about mentors um i guess i if i'm gonna go i would love to be able to pull something very highfalutin and very um very smart um, but I guess maybe the mentor I'm looking at is in Game of Thrones. Ooh, right? which one? Um, actually, one of the relationships I liked was Jon Snow with Commander Mormont. Oh, but he doesn't know nothing. No, no, he doesn't. But what I liked about that relationship was uh, Commander Mormont, which is Jorah Mormont's father. Jorah was the eldest son and supposed to be the heir of Bear Island. But he dishonored the family by selling slaves. And then he was exiled from Bear Island. Yeah, we're the neuro nerds for a reason. <laughs> That was some nerdy shit right there. Oh, I'm not even done yet. Um, And so when Jorah was exiled to Essos, that was the only way he wouldn't die. So uh, Ned Stark uh, exiled him. And so Jorah left. And of course, Commander Mormont was, uh, I believe then he went to the wall. And so he was looking for not an, I guess he maybe not looking for an heir, but he found an heir in uh, Jon Snow and so he looked, took him on as his steward. If you haven't seen season one, you're so late to the party. It's not my fault. If, if it was a yeah. woman, would he be a steward or she be a stewardess? See what I did there? Mm. Don't be sexist. Anyway, um, so a steward to learn how to lead. Um, Jon Snow growing up, even though he was he was Ned Stark's bastard and he was educated as a royal uh, or as a nobleman's uh, bastard son, um, would not have had the opportunities that Rob Stark had to really learn um, leadership oh, and Stark. 
I know he's so dead. I love him. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I need that on my shirt. Oh my God. He's so dead. A red wedding, y'all. So anyways, so John was able to find in Commander Mormont the, um, that was like no pictures, Uh, (laughs) finding Commander Mormont someone to really guide him in statecraft. And he was, you know, uh, groomed to take over for Commander Mormont um, when he, quote unquote, retired and or died. So I really liked that relationship. And on top of that, he gave John, um, what's the sword called? Uh, um, uh, oh my god my nerd card's gonna be taken I, away it, it should be it oh. mine shouldn't be because this is way deep anyways these are deep cuts anyways so the sword which was actually the valerian sword of house mormont oh my god. Um, used to have a bear figure a white bear figure on the end of the pommel and so what happened was it was replaced by commander mormont with a wolf so then that's why that became john snow's snow uh sword so it was very interesting if you saw season seven to hark back to season one was when Jorah and John were having a conversation. Wait, which one's Jorah? Jorah Mormont. So... That's the one that's in love with Daenerys Targaryen. He's the oh, knight. Yeah. Yes. Okay, cool. So when he met John on the other side of the wall and they were talking, John actually attempted to give the sword to Jorah, to Jorah because technically in John's mind, Jorah is the next son. He's blood of Commander Mormont. But uh, Jorah gave it back to John, stating that that he was uh, more worthy of it than him, especially since his father gave it to him. So what I liked about that was as short as that relationship was, um, I think Commander Mormont had a very, um, what do you call it, a, a very big impact on Jon Snow, on how to lead and doing things for the greater good, um, you know, even if it meant dying. Right. Well, so. that's actually, that sounds like a, an amazing mentor yeah did did you have a mentor growing up uh, i don't know the people i looked up i I always tell people i was screwed by um me having um a very strong father figure with my dad my taekwondo master and disney and disney yeah that screwed me i was i was brought up as my dad and i were just having a conversation i was not brought up a um a typical uh latina girl Mm -hmm. not brought up in that way at all my dad made sure yeah, I, I can't picture you in the kitchen making tortillas. But I do. <laughs> do you? Do, yeah. do, do you look like this? I have. <laughs> uh, now I just buy the refrigerated kind from Costco and warm them up. Uh, that, that, yeah, that sounds awesome. <laughs> so um, for us, we want to just say we encourage you to find your support team, your mentor. Again, you're not going to find them right away, and you might not find them in the places you think. Yeah, hopefully you do find them, but mm-hmm. you know they're, they're out there. We're We're all out there. We just have to find one another, you know? And so we encourage you to keep responding with your stories um, to us. It's been such a blessing to be able to read what you guys are sharing with us and reaching out. And we want to create that, um, quote unquote, safe space. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. For for you guys to feel comfortable to reach out. Because, again, you might not have a mentor that you know personally. And we're not necessarily looking to be your Yodas. But if we can help you along the way, you know. Oh, ab- absolutely. We we want everybody to be the best versions of themselves. And again, mm-hmm. we're all survivors. We're here for a reason. You know. Yeah. You don't want to be the Jack Snyder, the Zack Snyder version of Batman. We <laughs> no, want you, you to be n- no. Nolan verse. Yeah, we're Nolan-verse. definitely going Nolan. Yes. Not or Schum- cartoon. Not Schumacher. No. <laughs> not, not 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 bat nipples from uh uh George Clooney version. Okay. No, not bat butt. That was no. weird. That's or weird the bat scene. card. Ching. Oh my god! I'm so sad now. <laughs> Oh. Anyways, um, but yes, so 
in keeping with that theme, um, coming up on some of our future episodes, we're going to be having uh, some of our guest speakers coming on. Oh, yeah. Some of you guys. Yeah. You know, we, we're, we're trying to figure out a, a platform where we get um, you guys to tell your stories like on the show, whether it be live or pre-recorded. We're, we're figuring that out, but it's coming. Um, it's coming along. And we're also going to have our Facebook page is up. It's going to it's a. Oh, man, I have notes on this. Of course, it <laughs> is. If you can. So you already know about Facebook slash the neuro nerds. The us. other one we have now is a support group. It's called face. It's not called Facebook. Um, <laughs> it's Facebook.com slash groups slash you. So rock, which is inspired by Joe's page on his website. Joe. So rocks because oh, Joe. So does. Yeah, he thinks he does. <laughs> and um, but that's a, an opportunity for you guys to join and create discussions and connect with other people that are within our community. Yeah, I, I've already, um, I have a few of your stories that you guys have sent to me. I'm going to um, be posting them on my website really, really soon in the useful rock section. Because you guys do. You guys uh, uh, absolutely rock. Um, and I think just reading your stories, there's so many stories out there. There are so many. You guys are absolutely not alone and you know hopefully you guys read them maybe reach out to one another yeah. you know for, for support or just like uh hey that was a great story you know or, or uh hey I'm, I'm i'm proud of you keep pushing you know because we all need that and, yeah. and we should all be here for one another everyone's worthy of affirmation and validation which is what we're here for too i uh, love validation uh, that's the only reason i'm here for <laughs> tell me how awesome i am lauren please Cricket, cricket. Oh my god. <laughs> that could not have been more perfect. You're awesome. So make sure to follow us on social media, guys. So we are at the Neuro Nerds. Um, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, yes, Facebook. Uh, individually, I am um at Joe So Rocks, J-O-E-S-O-R-O-C-K-S everywhere on Instagram. I just started tweeting. Like I I'm 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 a, a Twitter guy now. I'm slow to the Twitter game. Um, I've been I've been forcing her to. If I have to do it, she has to do no. it too. Come on, misery loves company. You can company. find me on Instagram at Lauren L Manzano. Um, it's on any. It's also on our pages because my name's long. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> and then if you want to find me on Twitter, I am at Tank BBG. I will have to have a contest to see if you guys can figure out what that means, where it comes from. You will I, I not guess. Some, I have some theories. Okay, and then make sure you can listen in for any future and past episodes. We're on iTunes. Uh, Google Play, Google Play, Stitcher, Stitcher. TuneIn, and SoundCloud. And SoundCloud. Yes. Yeah, d definitely um, let us know what you guys think. I hope you guys enjoy the show and understand the Neuro Nerds. We're, we're here for you guys. We're, we're here, to, here help. to help. Yeah. Oh, just killed it. That was totally not planned. So until <laughs> next time, guys, stay strong and have hope. That's all you need. No, oh, dude, we were like spot on, right? Yeah. Yeah, we're like, what? Oh, shit. Neuro Nerds. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues 
your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.